Well, Meredith, we're at your farm, Barn Swallow Flowers, and we're going to hear maybe some birds, a kitty, and maybe traffic going by. That's right. We're located right off a highway, so there's always kind of trucks and cars in the distance. And Pumpkin is laying next to me, our little orange kitty. He's kind of our social welcomer. And then Bella, our farm distancer, our wildlife distancing manager, <laughs> uh, is also sitting here. She's making sure that you're okay to be here. Yeah, and I'm just fine, I think. She's met me before. That's right. I think she now knows who you are. She's pretty calm. Well, tell us about your operation. Right, so Bar and Swallow Flowers um, was a company my mom and I started over 13 years ago. We were dabbling in trying to figure out how to sell flowers to the public, but we first wanted to learn how to actually grow them. So we are farmer florists. We farm the product and we also do this, the floristry on the back end, the design. And so this year we started working in February already taking a step back. We were ordering seeds last November. There's a lot of shortage on several varieties. Um, then started germinating uh, many of our early season seeds in February. And now, at this point, in the early part of June, we are just planting the last part of our crop. Um, we had a 16 by 24 foot um, prop house called The Nest, completely full of seedlings again this year. And we're on the tail end of planting, so after I speak with you today, it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I will go out and plant uh, more this evening uh, varieties that are kind of on the, yeah, the last end of what we seeded last. Things like basil, um, uh, ageratum, um, straw flowers, kind of succession crop things. Let's talk a little bit about the management of, of the flowers. Oh, the management. Yeah, how do well, you make how, it all happen? Well, that's a <laughs> that's a loaded question. I mean, there's beds all over, and right. some of them have plastic covering them. You've got some irrigation, and uh, you've got some tall things going on, some shorter things. Some, I, it's just fascinating. And mm -hmm. so, can you give us sort of an overview of all that? Yeah, the management side of the flowers has grown over the years, right? We just started initially growing dahlias and tomatoes. We no longer grow vegetables, but we've learned a lot about varying types of species that grow well here in Iowa. So we consider ourselves a huge test garden in general to know what grows well here as a perennial, something that comes up every year, what grows well directly seeded. We don't have a lot of cover here. It's the cedar flats, there's a lot of wind and then what will grow well as an annual. And so it's taken many years just to manage what will grow well here and we're still in that process. Um, then there's the management, so, so that's like, there, that's, there's the testing ground part of being a, a flower farmer and a farmer florist. There's a whole bunch of testing and will things work or will they not? Then there's the part of actually growing it and having staff and people that can work for me to help us get to the place where we can actually plant things. And and that's that's pretty tough. I had, I think, three to four people out here helping me um, move tiny uh, seedlings into larger plug trays so that they're, they can grow out and have great root structure to be able to be planted in the field. 
they need to be tough enough to grow out there, right? Because if they can't make it out there, we're not going to have a product. So that there's a whole greenhouse management side of getting baby seedlings that start from seed to a mature level of being able to go outside. That's a big deal. We, if we don't get them to that state, we can't have a flower crop for annual side. Then there's maintenance and management. We have to manage weeds. We have to manage pests. We have to manage pruning. We have to constantly be pruning things back so we can have second, third, or even fourth flushes of the crop. And we rely on that pruning strategy just to be able to maintain a small boutique flower farm. I could grow, you know, 10 acres of flowers if I wanted to, maybe if my dad let me, but I don't want to. I want to be concentrated on three acres and make, make that work. And I also don't want a huge staff either. Labor is, come to hard, is hard to come by um, in this area, in a rural area. So keeping it small and manageable is important to me. And then there's the flip side of getting the flowers to the consumer, to you. So when you come here today and you want to buy flowers, how can you do that? Can you order a bouquet from us? Yes. Can you come to Pella Farmer's Market on Thursdays and buy from us? Yes. Can you come on the weekends and buy out of our little blue barn, our farm stand? Yes. Can you also just work with us and get flowers in return? Yes. That's part of a program we have. So that flip side of it, of being the florist, you're not only designing it, but you're finding ways to get it to consumers at different price points. And we have anywhere from 10 to $90. And also we have DIY packages, we do bridal, other stuff. So it's a lot, it's a, it's a full-time, it's a full, full, very full-time job. And I usually only are able to catch up when I'm in season, like during the nighttime or early morning. Okay, so tell us about what flowers are available now. So we're kind of between, we're at the end of peony season. We had two to three weeks of beautiful peonies here out on the farm. And people can still buy tubers from us um, into middle of June if they want um, for varieties they like. You know, we're always buying and investing in more peony tuber stock because they just grow really well here in Iowa. They're really tough, hardy plants. And we feel after many years of working with them, we have a good grasp on them. Then we're um, moving into this kind of middle stage where my summer annuals like Celosia, Straw Flower, um, Lysianthus, kind of those heat loving flowers that come on in July, I have this gap. And so what I've started to do is direct seed in March when it's really cold out, when the soil is nice, cold and crisp, and I'll direct seed right into the soil with a little planter, like bachelor buttons. We talked about barley er earlier on our little tour. Um, Saponaria, Facelia. Um, I put in some crops that failed. <laughs> I think the seed was bad, but Bupleurum would be in there. There's a lot that you can direct seed into the ground and find ways to manage that you still have flowers while other crops are growing. So it's where the in, in the in-between crop stage right now like we we really love to have a hero flower available to harvest at all times so in between our hero flowers blooming which i would say right now that that's peonies and lysianthus maybe even sunflower zinnias are kind of hero flowers they can be in between those stages we always want to make sure we have flowers to share no matter what they may look like color shape form whatever 
to me a flower is a flower as long as I have a little bit of variety that I can work with I can still make arrangements with it the hero flower is the big one in the middle the hero, the hero flower is usually the most expensive flower in the vase um, not always but usually and um, it's making a statement it 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 basically as a florist it shapes what the piece is going to look like so that will come first as far as from a florist standpoint of designing and being an artist and thinking how is this bouquet or this arrangement going to look that particular hero flower will tell you while you're designing how it's going to shape out and so you just envision all of this in your mind what would fit where and just make it happen well i mean there comes a lot of it's not been easy. I've had to learn a lot about floristry and testing and trialing and learning the habit of flowers. Every flower is different. It's like a different person that you're working with. So if you know their personality types and how to work with them, you can easily, more easily design with them. But that took a lot of time. And then when we're testing and trialing new flowers all the time, then we have to learn their personality. So it's a constant test, trial, learn stage. But after a while now here, I've been able to understand how to make better bouquets that are longer lasting, that have more color variety that people really like. You just tune into that stuff and it becomes easier. But I can always envision, as long as I have the product, I can envision pretty much anything as far as creative talent goes. I'm kind of gifted like that. Um, it's easy for me. Some people really struggle with it. They're really good farmers, but the creative side is really hard for them. So I guess I'm lucky that I could farm and be a florist on both ends. Um, probably because I've, I've just always been a creative person. It comes easy to me. Every flower has a personality. Can you give me an example? Yes. So, oh man, there's so many flowers to talk about here. Like a dahlia, a dahlia, dahlias are divas. They're dainty, they're particular, they want their nutrients, they want to be staked, you know, like they want support. They want all the things that a diva wants, <laughs> right? They're very, very needy. But <laughs> my peonies are just tough old broads. Like they can have a raging tough winter and I don't even have to water them. I don't have to stake them. I, I like to give them a, a little bit of feed and the, you know, as far as nutrition in the fall, but they don't ask for anything. And so w when I put those two up against each other, um, you know, obviously my love for peonies is very high because they'll come back every year with resilience and I don't have to monitor them as closely as the dahlia. But the thing is, the peony doesn't bloom in the fall. The dahlia does. And so I have to be put, willing to put up with some attitude from the dahlia in order to capture some of the most brilliant hero blooms that I can find um, that really people, they love to see those vibrant colors in September and early October. People can't get enough of them. So, you know, I'm willing to put up with her, her diva mentality and all the things that she needs as long as they produce. So tell us where to get your flowers again, Barnes yeah. Full of Flowers. So uh, we are open as a floristry Monday through Thursday. So if people want delivery or they want to pick up special, you know, items from us, they can order uh, Monday through Thursday and pick up in the Little Blue Barn or we deliver. 
Then we have Thursdays in Pella at Pella Farmers Market. We bring quite a load there for sale, um, all price points. On Fridays and Saturdays from dawn to dusk, you can self-serve in our farm stand called the Little Blue Barn. It's the only little blue barn on the property. And there's an open sign now and a flag so you know where to go. Um, cash, Venmo, local check. Um, price points again are pretty low. That's like a special time uh, to pick up our flowers um, in a really affordable way. And then we also do DIY buckets. Those can be ordered online. Um, just watch out for timing. We like at least two weeks in advance. These are large, like 70 to 90 stems I put in these buckets so that people can take them to their events, um, you know, from a bridal shower to wedding to graduation, whatever that event may be, we can provide those flowers so you can style them on, on your own. That gives us more time to farm. We love products like that. We still do bridal bouquets, boutonnieres, and bridesmaids bouquets as well. Um, and then we will have you picks starting in July. We will have every color under the rainbow to choose from. And you know, if you think about the color that a rainbow offers, we wanted someone to be able to have all those colors in the vase at home. And maybe they come and they only pick pink. Well, that's fine. But at least at our farm, we want to provide a unique experience where they can get a full bouquet from us with any and all colors um, that are blooming. So we're a little behind because we've been in drought conditions here on our farm. We've missed all the rain up to this point. Um, but we're hoping for some rain and when we get that rain, those seedlings will get more established. And we hope to be open July, August, and September. Sign up will be online at barnswallowflowers.com. And I'm still working on how to price this. Um, there's a lot of different ways that farms price you picks. And we're going to figure out the best for our local community. And Highway 23, just a few miles south of Oskaloosa. Yep, you can turn, um, when you're on 92 going through Oskaloosa, you want to turn right on Highway 23, which is also 17th Street by Family Restaurant, and you take that all the way to our farm. And we have signs outside now, um, so you know where to go. We are closed to the public, essentially, in between all this event stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean we're not open and you can't call to order arrangements. We're, because we're farming and we're floristry at the same time, we can't be open every day unless I hire a whole new team, which be, would be an event-structured team for that type of work. So one last question. Yeah. If I were a flower, <laughs> what flower would I be as a hero flower? <laughs> Dr. Bob, you're really putting me on, on the point here. Dr. Bob is a hero flower. I know a lot of your listeners may know like right away, but I think that you'd probably be a sunflower and you'd be not like the single petaled. I think I'm like teddy bear, like a, a, a fully petaled sunflower called the teddy bear is a full sunflower with petals all over, all over it. Cause you know, your beard. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd be fully hairy teddy bear sunflower and if for our flower lovers out there you know what this sunflower is it's not a single or double petaled sunflower you know the traditional with the brown in the middle it's actually a full petaled all the way around sunflower and it's just like the happiest lo like most loving sunflower you can ever grow and you'd be that teddy bear well, thank you. I love sunflowers. Yeah, there, and, and I knew you did, so I had to say that because I've heard you talking. 
<laughs> about seeing some of the sunflower uh, fields that are planted by, I think, the DNR or something. But you'd be a sunflower, Dr. Bob. 